Welcome to the Biz Dad Podcast, where we dive into the melding of fathership and entrepreneurship with your host, the original Biz Dad himself, Adam Labar. Adam is a Christian, a former Air Force officer, a dad to three amazing kids, a coach, a real estate investor, and a business owner. On this podcast, he'll explore the unique journeys of amazing dads who are striving for greatness in both business and family. So whether you're a dad who is an aspiring entrepreneur, a seasoned business owner, or simply a man striving to be a better dad, get ready as the Biz Dad brings you conversations to inspire, challenge, and equip you to be a better dad and entrepreneur. And now, here's Adam. All right, everybody, welcome to the show. Today we have John Huber, uh, a good friend of mine and uh, part of a, uh, the group Go Abundance that uh, you've, you've heard me talk about before on the podcast. But um, John, I want you to do a quick introduction of yourself. Tell us a little bit about who you are, what your, uh, what kind of business stuff you're in, and uh, tell me about your family as well. Well, um, thanks for having me. So uh, my name is John, originally from New Jersey, uh, dad of two kids, a six-year-old girl and a four-year-old boy. Um, husband to my wife, Sana's, and, um, we live in South Florida now, um, by way of Los Angeles. So we lived in Los Angeles for about five years. Uh, and uh, a fur dad too. I got a little dog named Wilbur. So family of five. Um, I'm involved in real estate. Um, I still have a, a W2, uh, in the data world. Uh, so I'm a techie. Um, and, you know, doing my best to balance everything. Oh, isn't that a tough part of all of this, right? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, we'll definitely dig into to some of that as far as, uh, you know, I, I, I tend to think sometimes the word balance is a misnomer and nearly impossible thing to actually chase down. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll chat about that a little bit. But uh, tell me a little bit about where, where you come from, maybe a little bit about your dad and uh, some, of the, some of the characteristics of your dad and, you know, some that you took and some that you decided not to take. And let's hear a little bit about that. Well, I, I can, I can honestly say that, um, uh, my upbringing has definitely shaped, uh, the way that I'm a parent. Um, very, very interesting upbringing. <laughs> so, um, I am the youngest of four. Um, I have three older sisters, um, and I was raised by a single mom. Um, so my dad was, my dad, my parents got divorced when I was one. Um, and you know, I obviously I, <laughs> I grew up with a lot of estrogen in the house being the only guy and the youngest. Um, so, um, you know, I did crave that attention from my dad. Um, you know, he was, he was around in, uh, you know, uh, sporadic weekends, uh, in the early years. And then, um, when I was 12, uh, he, he, you know, uh, had a son. So that kind of took a lot of his time and, and we really didn't see much of him for like the next, eight years. Um, and then once I became 21, 22, um, we became really good friends and I, we actually had a really great relationship, uh, after that, uh, once, you know, I became 2021. 20, um, so my upbringing was really, um, you know, my mom was, a, a, a basically my dad. Um, but you know, she was, she had her own struggles of trying to provide, provide for four kids, um, always working. Um, so my oldest sister, uh, actually took on that role, uh, of a parent. So, um, interesting upbringing, uh, you know, with, uh, a, a sporadic dad growing up, um, and, you know, my mom trying to provide and, you know, my sister being there for, 
uh, a lot of the guidance as well. Um, so it was really a combination of the three that turned me into the parent that I am today. Um, but again, like I said, uh, my father and I did have a, a great, I mean, a, a great relationship uh, once I turned about 20 years old. Um, and turns out we had a lot of things in common. Um, and, you know, we became, we became so close, um, that I ended up, um, giving his eulogy. Uh, I was the one chosen because we were so close to give his eulogy. Um, about three years ago, uh, he had passed. Wow. That's uh, a, a large change from, you know, uh, not seeing him starting at one, not seeing him much to giving his eulogy later on. And that, that had to be. I would imagine rather impactful starting at 20 years old. When did you, how old were you when you had your first kid? I was 35. Okay. So, so you had been, been with him for a while then, uh, and been yeah. kind of friends with him for a while before he's okay. So would you say that there was, uh, um, my, my dad was, uh, uh, my dad was around, but he had worked so much that oftentimes it felt like he wasn't around. So I was the youngest. I had two older sisters and my mom. So I'm right there with you and understanding being in a house full of estrogen. We even had female dogs. Couldn't even get a male dog to run around the house with me, right? So, uh, um, but I know that there was, for me, there were, there were sometimes I, I felt like there was some lacking of, of, of having that, uh, uh, that male role model. Um, but yet you, you know, right now I'm, I'm super close with my dad. I've gotten a lot closer as I got older as well. And, um, you know, started to kind of understand where he, where he comes from. But, uh, did you feel like that once you got that relationship built up with him, that, uh, that helped? your like kind of mold your thoughts as being a dad later on or or you know do you think you were kind of already um i, I don't want to say set in your ways because none of us are really set in our ways but yeah i hope does that make sense do you know what i'm asking no it does um so you know prior to the relationship that i had with him i always knew that i wanted to be a hands-on dad you know because mm-hmm. i never had the parents at my basketball games at my soccer games growing yeah. up so i knew that when i became a dad i was going to be extremely active, extremely hands-on, you know, because I knew that I craved that as a child, like, you know, all the other parents are at the soccer games on the sidelines, uh, bringing orange slices, you know, and I never had that. Um, so, so I did know that I wanted to be active and hands-on. Um, I get, but having the relationship later with my father, that actually helped me, um, become a better husband. Uh, so, you know, because I realized it wasn't until I had the relationship with my father afterwards, I realized, yeah, it was never going to work between you and mom. Like they're just Mm -hmm. two different people, you know, you know, oil and water. Like it was just never going to happen, you know, but as a child, I didn't understand that because, you know, when you're six, seven, eight years old, you don't understand the dynamic of adults co-living or coexisting. Um, so I realized, so I, I, I did have a lot of, um, resentment growing up, like, you know, oh, you just couldn't make it work. You just couldn't stick around, you know, was it my fault? You know, but then I realized I'm like, oh man, I don't, I don't even know how they lasted this, the six years that they did last, you know, let alone forever. So, yeah. uh, so I think once I became adult, that's where a, a, a lot of that, um, you know, I realized that like, okay, um, it's really important who you pick as a partner. Um, it's really important that you guys, uh, have the same, um, parenting mindset that you want to, you know, parent children the same way and you have the same goals and the same values. Um, or else it's not going to work. 
So, um, so I guess that answers that question two parts, right? Because before I knew what kind of a dad I wanted to be. Um, but then after I had the relationship with my dad, I realized that it's going to take a lot more to coexist with a family. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And I mean, it's, you know, being, being a dad, part of that is being a husband, right? Like, I mean, it's, I mean, if, if done, uh, what I'll call properly, um, you have the husband and wife and that brings kids, right? And that's just kind of how the process works. So, uh, if you're not on that full same page with, uh, with your wife, that makes it very difficult to be the dad you want to be as well. So I think that, uh, that speaks volumes on how, how that thought process worked for you. Um, now my wife and I had to have, you know, we've had lots of conversations from the beginning on, you know, and now it, it, the dynamic changes even more that now we have kids. We now at the time of this recording have our third one on the way doing less than a month. And, um, you know, I'm running a couple of businesses from home. I'm doing real estate. Uh, you know, so our relationship has completely changed. When we first got married, I was in college, um, and, uh, never thought about a business, never uh, finances wasn't even a thing that I thought of. Like I never had a savings account. So, um, uh, how did you, you know, from the, from uh, the time you got married and, you know, or I should say we're, we're courting and seeking to get married and then got married, uh, kind of how, how did your, how did your life change? Were you already in business or was that already part of your conversation or do, were, were those add-ons later on to, you know, uh, like I was just saying, like one thing piled on top of another, trying to figure out now being a husband, being a dad and being a business runner. Um, so I think the things that I do are extremely calculated and, mm-hmm. um, it, maybe it's just my nature, but, uh, when my girlfriend at the time, now wife, we're talking about having kids. We, it was very, very, um, planned. Uh, we knew that, Hey, we wanted to spend X amount of time together as a couple, X amount of time together as, you know, husband and wife traveling the world, doing the things. Cause we knew when we had kids, it was like a hey, game over. Now we're parents. Mm-hmm. So then when we tried to have kids, I mean, we were, we, we batted a thousand. I'll say that. Um, so we knew that, okay, now we have kids and, and we were on the same wavelength. Um, as far as business is concerned, um, you know, I, I spent that time before kids, um, building, um, you know, the, the basis of my, you know, my success now. So it was always, it, it was there beforehand. Um, you know, uh, but, um, you know, as we know with, as you, as you climb that ladder of success, um, you know, if you do not have the systems in place, more of your time will be required. Um, so if that is, you know, the current struggle, right. You know, of, of having that appropriate balance, you know, so yeah. So when the, uh, you've got multiple real estate stuff, you've got the W2 going on. Um, how, how is your, is your wife involved at all in the business side at all? Or is it more just that's, that's your, your role? Um, does she have any part in that? Um, she is a, she's a very creative person. So she's a creative director, um, brand management, um, brand creation, actually. Um, so when it comes to the real estate, her, she's best suited for, uh, she does like Airbnb staging because I, I do have short term rentals. So she will go into a blank space and essentially be the interior designer. Um, as, as far as the day to day goes, um, that would be me. And as far as, uh, 
new acquisitions. Um, she has a great mind for, you know, Airbnb space. So there's input there. Um, but as far as like the day to day real estate stuff goes, um, that, that would be me. How about the kids? Tell me anything. Uh, what kind of lessons have you learned throughout, uh, uh, throughout your business time that you've brought into being a kid, uh, brought into being a kid, brought into being a dad for your kids? Um, and what kind of lessons have you learned at all about, uh, business from your kids? You know, for example, I, I, I talked about on one of the fan abundance calls, um, how my kids are kind of like, like kids are kind of like little businesses where, you know, you're the CEO of the business and your goal is to become a board member. Hopefully at the time they're 18, right? I'd rather, much rather be a board member than the CEO at that time where, you know, you go off and do your thing. You give me a call when you need me. Um, you know, so that was kind of the concept I had with the kids. Uh, and whether, you know, I guess I've got, uh, 10 years for the oldest to figure out whether or not I was successful in being a CEO or not, but, uh, time will tell. Right. But there's lots of lessons that, that can kind of be parallel. So I'd love to hear if you, if you have any off the, off the top of your head, um, now that, that you'd like to share. Well. I, I will say this. Um, I, th- I feel like my, um, my mother groomed me to be the real estate entrepreneur that I am today. So, so my mother got into real estate as, you know, single, single parent, four kids. Um, she got into real estate because she didn't have a college degree and she needed to provide. So she got into real estate in like 1984. Um, and she's been crushing it. But when wherever we were in the car driving somewhere, uh, it was Carlton Sheets, Zig Ziglar, uh, Anthony Robbins before he was, uh, you yeah, know, before his Tony, Tony, Tony Robbins. Yeah. He had, <laughs> so he was Anthony Robbins on, on a cassette tape. Um, so, so I was listening to all these things. So I, I'm actually doing the same to my kids. That's phenomenal. I'm, I'm, you know, not so much with the podcasts, but, um, more with like quizzing them, um, you know, making them think outside the box, doing little math problems, having them figure things out. Um, you know, um, even, you know, uh, like people profiling, like that's something my mom used to do with me, uh, of, of, of trying to, you know, um, pick up on subtle cues on people. Um, and it's been great. So (laughs) for example, um, so my daughter, she's six, she plays Roblox and there's this game where you have to like, there's, you have to trade things and you have to try to like level up. And I'm trying to show her the importance of you never go backwards on a trade. You only want to trade for equal or better. And she's like taking that and running with it. And she's learning the value of like business. Like if I give you this, you have to give me this. I'm only taking equal or greater value. And I'm like, so she has like a little, like a little portfolio of like these things. And I'm like, this is awesome. Like I, I feel so proud that, you know, she has like these little, you know, things in her in her portfolio of being traded so it's pretty cool that's all awesome. um so I, I i don't know if that really answers the question uh but it's, no, it's it does, how yeah. i yeah how i've like incorporated like my business life with my parent life um you know but my I, you know my kids are it, it, well called a gift and a curse that i'm always i'm always uh on when it comes to business like i'm i'm, I'm usually always thinking about it um you know, but when it comes to my kids, you know, I'm always trying to find opportunities to find teachable moments. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I would have never thought something like Roblox would have been uh, able to use this, but I mean, lessons can be used anywhere and that's, that's phenomenal. Um, uh, I think it's great, you know, uh, that 
that you started that journey as a as a kid listening to all of those and remembering that and um uh would you say that that made a a pretty large impact on your thought process later on or did it take a while to sink in like from the the whole listening to you know Zig Ziglar and Anthony Robbins drive around as a kid um did that sink in then do you remember it sinking in or did it take a while before it kind of kicked in No I think it's I think it sunk in then um because I even remember um not I mean not being entrepreneurial as a kid um but I feel like I was always um the word I'm looking for is um salesy like I was you know I I don't want to say the word manipulative but that's yeah, the yeah, first yeah. word that came to mind <laughs> like if ever I wanted to like um get my own way so for example if I wanted something from my mom I wouldn't just say like hey I want dessert I'd be like listen if I do these things Maybe we can work in a dessert, you know, but I remember doing that as a kid, like trying to, um, you know, barter, uh, you know, or, or try, trying to work in, you know, instead of Start saying, I want, I want, I want, I want, right. You know, I, like I remember, so I remember being like 12 years old and I wanted a moped and I gave my mom a business proposal. I still remember to this day. <laughs> I gave my mom a business proposal as to why I should have a moped. I mean, it was well thought out and written bulleted points. I mean, it was, it was pretty, you know, pretty convincing, but it didn't work. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I remember to this day, like that's these, these are the kinds of things that I did. That's phenomenal. Right. So I, and part of the reason I asked that is, is knowing that that was something that you had, right. Um, uh, if it was something that impacted you that early, then that's stuff we should be doing to impact our kids right now. Right. Which is exactly what you're doing anyways. Right. So, and we know that, you know, one of the, the books I love the most is, uh, secrets of the millionaire mind. Um, just kind of, uh, discussing and breaking down why we, how we think about money and why we think about money the way we do. Granted, you can use it in any number of ways. Why you think about, uh, life the way you do religion, the way you do, um, you know, whatever it is. Um, a lot of it comes from whatever framework we built when we were a kid and where, you know, what we saw and how we worked it. Either you're running towards that same thing or you're running far away from it is typically the case. Um, and it seems that you, you ran right towards it and you loved it and you kept it going and now you do the same thing with your kids. It's awesome. Yeah. No, I, I, I really do. And, and, uh, a great book on that is also the psychology of money. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it talks about, you know, even not just, uh, your, your, your family upbringing, but also like the, the year you were born is going to impact, uh, how you think of money and how you think of business oh, yeah. and, and things like that. Um, so I'm trying to really, uh, shape my kids, uh, with the views that I have on money. And, you know, money is not the root of all evil. You know, money's just a tool and it's not going to make you happy, you know, but yeah. you, you need to be well rounded, you know, things like that. Just trying to instill the same values that I have. Yeah, there's, there's things I catch myself still doing, you know, I, you know, I, I started off very paycheck to paycheck as, as I think I've told you before. And it's like a, such a process still, like once in a while I'll revert back to, you know, some of the scarcity mindset language, you know, even when I'm talking to my kids, be like, Hey, like, you know, I can't spend money on that. Or it's like, no, 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 that's not, that's not the language I want to use. It's not that I can't spend money. Like it's, Hey, they're like, money's a tool. And if I use it for this, like maybe that's not the right tool for the job. Like I, I, maybe I shouldn't be getting that, or maybe we should be looking at this way or, or, you know, what kind of business things can we do that earn us more money to be able to afford these things? Like the boys can't wait till I buy my plane. They're planning on buying a plane and they're like, Oh, I really want to get on a plane. Yeah, I, I get it. Right. But you know, 
how can I make this a business expense and make my life better? And then talk to the boys about that, you know, and using it as a business, business tool. So, um, you know, it, the, the way that we talk to our kids about money, the way we talk to our kids about business really is going to, to shape a lot of, of how they think. So I'm constantly thinking about that. And, um, I'm, sometimes I feel like it's, uh, almost too much to think about that. You know, it makes it difficult to, to just, you know, let the kids be kids, you know, uh, do you, do you run into that at all where, you, you know, you're, you feel like you're stressing that too much? Um, or do you feel like there's a decent balance in your, your approach? I, I think there's a decent balance because, you know, as much as I want to say that, you know, um, yeah, this, this is the way it is. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a softie, you know, I let them, you know, I let them be kids too, but you know, I, I do make them earn the things that they want. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if they, it, it, you know, even when it came to potty training, I had a, a, a full sheet on, on, on the fridge with check marks um yellow and brown check marks of you know the things that they <laughs> needed to get done and at if they got to the end they got a prize or, or a, a toy or something like that um and it worked worked on both kids really well they were really excited to put the check marks up um and and now i'm implementing chores i mean my six-year-old wants stuff like she she wants Pokemon figurines and, and cards and things like that. So it's all right. So we decided, um, you know, my wife and I decided that we're going to implement five, five things a day that she has to do. And she's, you know, it's going to be, she can get a dollar a day. So each thing that she does is, is 20 cents. And, you know, it's, it's make your bed in the morning. You have to dress yourself, you know, get, get yourself ready for school. Mm. You know, you have to not fight with your brother. You have to, you know, brush your teeth without asking and you have to go to bed on time. You can do these five things. You'll get a dollar that day. Now it's, 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 it's impossible because she fights with her brother every day. So she'll (laughs) never get that dollar, but you know, but now she's excited because she's, she's, she sees the, um, you know, she's excited to get like, Oh, do I get a check mark? I I dress myself. Do I get a check mark? I'm like, yeah, you get a check mark. So she's, she's realizing, um, uh, the, the, uh, power of accomplishment, right? The sense of accomplishment. Uh, and it's, I feel like I'm empowering her to, you know, to get that, those endorphins of, wow, I just completed this. Let me put a check mark up. That's going to be money later. Right. Um, so and, and, even and, a dopamine hit just in putting the check mark, like that really want to do more check that literally in your body there, you get a dopamine hit, hit the check mark. So it's, and and she's learning that in school too, right? Because mm-hmm. you know, every time she reads five books, she gets uh, a star for every book. And if she gets five stars, she gets uh, this fake currency that the school has, and then she can buy a little toy, right? So so she's learning that in school as well. I mean, we all had that it's at some point in school, right? You put a little sticker up uh, if you did what you were supposed to do, and you know. Um, so I'm I'm trying to implement that. With her, I think my, my little boy's a little too young. Um, but I mean, she understands the concept and she's, she's getting it. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, so I just signed my, my oldest up for, I'm going to forget the name of it. Um, Mark Rober is this engineer who used to work for NASA and now he's got these like little boxes you can give your kids and they've like put together this little engineering thing. The first one he got was like a little disc thrower, right? So he built this little thing that shoots discs across my house. Um, which is lovely for my little automatic vacuum that tries to suck them up all the time. Right. But, um, 
Uh, the next one just came in and it gets to sit on top of the refrigerator until he reads a certain amount of book, a certain amount of a book or does some sort of task. And it's like, oh, this, this is how you earn these certain amount of pages are going to get you these toys that you want. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's 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 fun to watch because, like, it's amazing how motivated he'll get all of a sudden when he can see that thing sitting on top of the fridge going, I really want to do that. Really want to do that. So then he just really get like, okay, I'm going to smoke through this book and I'm going to answer all these questions. But yeah, when it comes to just regular homework, he's like, oh, I don't want to read. I don't want to do that. You know, but if there's a motivation behind it, what do you know? It's a, uh, it's a killer it kicks him in the pants. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, it, it, at the end of the day, it's, it's bribery and it works. It works for humans. I mean, it works for adults. You know, it, we do the same know. thing in business, right? I mean, uh, that's why we're doing some of the things we do in real estate, like, because there is a dopamine hit at the end. Like we get a reward at the end when we close a deal and we do all the stuff. Like it's exciting stuff. I mean, and, but it takes work and you have to yeah. put in the steps to be able to earn what it takes. I mean, we're, we just uh, underwrote a deal together, what, two days ago, yesterday, yeah. whatever it was, right? Looking over those deals is a pain in the butt sometimes. And you can, you have to look at a hundred of them, 200 of them before you finally get to submit a, an offer or two. And then it's like, well, what the heck? Like what? This is exhausting, but if I put in the work and I put in the effort, I buy an apartment building. Like this is, hey. but that's all part of life. Yeah. yeah the, uh, the, the, the carrot and the stick. So the, yes. the carrot is the, you know, the dopamine hit, the, the, yep. the toy, you know, the, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, no, the, the, the carrot and the stick is, is very effective. I, I prefer yep. to use carrots than sticks though. Much prefer carrots. Yes. <laughs> Much prefer carrots. Um, so do you have any thoughts on involving, uh, involving your kids in the business or have you, you know, thought about doing any of that? You know, I know some, some people, they use their kids as child models inside of their Airbnb photos, right? And I can pay them and, you know, they can get an IRA all of a sudden and do all this stuff. Uh, have you put any thought to, or do you have any desire to bring your kids into the business? Uh, not as kids. No. Yeah. Um, I, I've, um, I've decided, um, you know, I want them to, explore whatever avenues they want to explore. And I, I've essentially said that, listen, you know, um, no matter what you do, you're graduating high school. Um, I want you to get a college, you know, well, the, the college degree thing I'm, I'm probably leaning on because, I, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, I don't think it's going to be really worth that much um, in what, now. 15 years. Right. Exactly. Um, but you know, and, and if they, if they, and we've, my wife and I've had the decision that if they said they came to us and they're like, I want to be an actor or something, something like that, where you're just like, oh, here we go. You know, like, (laughs) (laughs) or like, I want to be an artist. And I'm like, I want to, I want them to be able to live their dreams. Right. Cause Mm -hmm. in a sense, I don't feel like I did. I mean, I'm living my dream right now, but you know what I mean? Like I, I never, I never had the chance where it's like, where if, if, if money is not an issue, what would you do? Right. Um, and I feel like a lot of people don't get to, um, explore those avenues. So, so we basically said, you know, Hey, you get two years. You, I will support you for two years while you live your dream. But if you can't figure out how to support yourself, then you gotta, you gotta get a job. You gotta, fi- you gotta yeah. figure it out. Um, so, um, so I don't want to incorporate the kids, uh, in the business as kids. I, I want them to kind of, figure out what they want to do. If they want to get into it, awesome. Like that's all like I want my kids to, you know, we all think about legacy, right? I don't want my I don't want my legacy going to the state or, you know. Yeah. So um I I would love for my kids to take on the businesses that that I'm I'm taking on. Um but 
I, I don't want them to feel pressure to do it because I, my mom wanted, my mom's in real estate. She is, she has a, a great book of business. She wanted me to take on her book of business. She wanted to pass on her legacy to me. And I said, no, because I don't want to live in New Jersey. You know, I don't want to be, I don't want to be a real, I don't want to be a realtor. Um, so that would have been the downside. So I don't want my kids to have to feel pressure. Like, ah, man, I got to take on this portfolio. Like it's a lot of work. And I remember dad doing all this work when we were kids and I don't want to do that. So I don't want them to feel pressure for that. Um, but if they, if they, if they come to me wanting to, I, I, you know, I'll encourage it to them. You know, and I, and I, and I think I've shown them, um, the power of real estate mm-hmm. and, and, you know, they're going to know that like, Hey, if you do decide to do this, you know, there's, there's a lot of benefits to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's one of the reasons they've been able to travel as much as they have. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. The, these kids have some, some serious stamps in their passports right now. So, um, I think that as long as they know that real estate has been the, the driving force behind our ability to do the things that we do, um, mm-hmm. I hope that they follow in those footsteps as well, but, uh, I'm giving them the option to do whatever it is that they want to do. I think that's, that's super wise. It's one of those that's, uh, um, you know, I find the I'm trying to find the balance sometimes with, uh, things like golf with my son, right? I really enjoy golf. He seems to enjoy it. How do I keep him enjoying it while letting him still be choosing it, right? Like he needs to choose it to enjoy it. And it, uh, it's not something that dad should be pushing on him. Just as long as you're having fun, I'll keep doing it, right? Um, same thing with business. Like we've been trying to find something for him to do. I mean, he's got a couple of YouTube folks that he likes and, um, it's like, all right, well, what if we did a YouTube channel for you? And he's like, oh, that's no, 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 you know, so I'll try to pressure him a little bit here and there just to kind of see what his thoughts are. But I don't even know if I have the time or energy to be able to help him with the YouTube channel, but it's at least getting him thinking about things, you know? And, and one thing I've told people is like, I was in the military for a very long time. Um, uh, and it, it's like, I went in the military because I didn't know there was really another option. It was like, well, that's what my mom did. That's what my dad did. I, I mean, that makes sense to me. That's just what I'm going to do. Um, and I want my kids to know that there's tons of options out there and they get to choose the one that makes most sense for them. It sounds like you're kind of, uh, on that same path. Um, but I really like the, the two year concept that you had in there. Um, how did you come up with, with, uh, with two years? What was the conversation about with that? Uh, and I'm assuming that's two years post, uh, post high school or is it college or whatever, but how did did you guys come up with that? Um, it's, it's not original. Uh, I think like that's what Will Smith's parents did or something. Oh, I heard really? some, I heard some famous like, uh, actor or model that like that's what their parents did, uh, or maybe a singer. Um, mm-hmm. wh- whatever it was, it was somebody in the entertainment field that, that, you know, cause I don't want, I don't want my kids to be a mooch, right? I don't want my kids yeah. to be 28 years old, can't handle life, can't, they're unemployable. Like I don't want that for my kids. Um, but if they, they have a dream that they are super passionate about that they want to pursue, I don't want to hinder them so that they resent me to think that they never had the opportunity to pursue that. Um, so I, I want to give them that ability. Um, but I also don't want to be a pushover and just like support my kids. Um, and, and and to be honest, I, I, I love the analogy of, of golf, right? Because like, I don't want my little boy to play football. Um, you know, I, I played peewee football and it's, you know, I got hurt. It's a, football's a violent sport, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I, 
I, I, I'm, I played a lot of basketball my entire life. And I think that I've had a lot of great relationships out of that. Um, so obviously I'm going to push my kids towards basketball, you know, um, you know, but uh, you know, I think that, um, the, the life, the, the, the physical lifespan of an athlete, right. Um, you know, I think the average, I think the average NFL player is only in the NFL for like four or five years, right? Because yeah. it's, yeah. And then once they get out, their body just hurts, right? Because it's yeah. just put a wear and tear on your body so bad, you know, but golfers, you know, there's a senior PG, there's a senior PGA tour, right? Cause yeah. you can do it into your sixties. So, you know, tennis, golf, these, these are, are great. I mean, those are non-contact sports, but you know, you get the same scholarship, you know? Yeah. If not, not better because you have a better chance because less people are doing it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so that, that, that's a great analogy, you know, and, and I can steer them the way that I want to, but at the end of the day, if my little boy's like, I'm super passionate about football and mm-hmm. this is what I want to do. I'll be like, all right, dude, like, you know, this is what you want to do. Let's do it. You know, and I'll yeah. be the, the, I'll, I will be his, you know, his biggest fan on the sidelines, uh, watching him play football. That's awesome. Now, I think I think I recall you telling me that uh, you you drop your kids off at school, pick them up from school, and all that. Is that accurate? Yeah, yeah. I'm awesome. I'm 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 very very active. Uh, you know, I get them ready for s- school in the morning. Um, you know, pack the lunches. Um, I'm yeah. I take them. To, I take them to school. Um, you know, my wife will pick them up. Um, but I, I'm the one that's dropping off. We 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 have a pretty good system as far as that goes. Um, it, so it's funny, the, the school that, uh, my, my daughter goes to, uh, backs up to our neighborhood and it's, it's too far to walk in like South Florida, 80 degree heat in the morning. Um, but it's, it's too close to do the drop off line. So I got a golf cart. Uh, I'm a golf cart dad. So I use it every morning, drop the kids off. Uh, it's, it's great. And, and to be honest, um, the kids love the golf cart because, there's a couple places. There's a coffee shop close by, like a Starbucks, and there's also an ice cream shop. So they're like, you know, let's go in the let's go in the golf cart. Let's go let's go get some ice cream. It's like so it's nice, it, you know, and it's turned into like this this um, family event to to go on the golf cart. So it's that's all. But yeah, I'm I'm very active in the mornings. And I'm I'm dropping them off, and you know, it's it's funny because like if there's an issue at my kids' daycare, like they call me first, yeah. uh, which is I, I I always found that funny. But yeah, they, you know, I'm, they know me well, you know, they just buzz me in, you know, everyone knows everyone by name there. So, yeah. 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 So do you find it, um, a, obviously it, it's, it's, I mean, I do the same thing. I make the lunches in the morning, drop them. I mean, my wife ends up leaving for work pretty early. Um, so I'm still getting the kids ready and dropping them off and I pick them up. I do, you know, both, both sides of it. Cause my wife works in a secure facility, so there's nobody even contacting her. They try to call her cell phone and it's always on, goes to voicemail. Right. But. Um, for me, sometimes I, I struggle with like, uh, finding some of that balance that we are saying that we'd eventually get to, right? Cause like, again, I'm, I'm, I'm up with them in the morning, getting everything ready. And then, you know, seven hours later, I'm picking them back up. I've got to get work done in the middle and, you know, I've got to get work done afterwards. Like, so, um, how have you found, uh, balancing some of those, those tasks with, you know, uh, being a, the involved dad you want to be, but also trying to make sure that you're getting the acquisitions that you want and, um, knocking out some of the things you need for your W2 that you want to do. How do you, you know, talk to me a little bit about some of that quote unquote balance. Yeah, that's, that is a, that is a constant struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be honest, I don't 
I don't know if I'm the poster child for for managing that. Um, Good. We need people that aren't poster child <laughs> to tell us what they're doing wrong too. So yeah, I mean, that's how we I, listen, I I'm so there's there's a give and take, right? There's a give and take as as far as if I'm spending more time with my kids, what am I spending less time on? If I'm hmm. spending more time with work, what am I spending less time on? Um, and the answer to that is is that um, I feel like I. It always changes, right? And I feel like I prioritize my kids first, right? If I have work to do and my kid is needs me, and by needs me, I mean like, hey, dad, I want to show you something. Um, you know, I will pick my kid. So my, uh, I feel like that gets first priority and then probably work. Um, and then I believe, um, you know, the relationship with my wife, yeah, unfortunately, a lot of the time comes third. Um, mm-hmm. and then sleep comes fourth. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and I've actually, uh, we, you and I have spoken at length, um, at my struggles of sleep because yeah. I will wait, I will put my kids down at eight o'clock. They will probably fall asleep at like nine o'clock. Um, and then I'll log on and start getting some work done. Um, yeah. and I have no problem working to like midnight or one o'clock. Um, and I have since. Um, you know, that, 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 that can only go so far. So I've, uh, I've gotten the, uh, the aura sleep tracker, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. on my, on my finger here that I've been uh, tracking my sleep, um, because I want to do, that's something that I want to do better. And because I need to do better at balancing, um, one, so that, um, the relationship with my wife improves because I don't want just the relationship with my kids to improve. You know, I also have to prioritize my wife, um, you know, but I also have to spend time with my kids and I got to put food on the table. Right. So, um, and I also need to sleep. So, uh, it is a constant struggle. And, um, so, and this is something that my wife and I acknowledge that like, listen, it's hard when you have multiple kids, mm-hmm. uh, and you're trying to get things done and she has her career and I have my career. And then we have to come together and, you know, we, we can't just, you know, disregard the kids. Um, so, so we've been, uh, you know, and it's tough to get a sitter. <laughs> it really is. We don't have any family here. You know, her family's in Sweden. My family's in New Jersey, uh, and we live in South Florida. So, um, the, the, the struggle is real, um, when it comes to the balance, at, at least for me. Um, so I know that, you know, I've tried to, uh, incorporate like, um, you know, a sacred Sunday, right? Where Sunday is like no business. Um, uh, it's just family time. Um, you know, incorporating the, uh, the lunch dates and the dinner dates once a week. Um, you know, going out with other couples, uh, every other week, things like that, that I, I've really tried to implement, uh, and, and really, really, um, be consistent with. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and, and we do travel a lot. So I think that, um, it's easy for me to get lost in the traveling to be like, ah, oh, well, we can't do this because, you know, we're, we're going here or, oh, hey, we can't, we can't do, you know, dinner dates because we're doing this. And, and I, I don't want to be that guy that gets caught up in the day to day life, you know, and, and I push everything else aside. You know, I really do, um, I really do want that balance. And, and I believe that was my word of the year or my theme of the year. Um, when we, when we spoke, uh, that balance is the thing that I'm creating, right? You know, I'm not worried about scaling my businesses. I'm not worried about, I'm not worried about the, the, those things will come. Um, but I need to really focus on, on the bouncing. And, and again, um, so to answer your chat, to, to answer your, your, your question, um, 
how do I, how do I balance? I, I don't feel like I do a great job at it. Yeah. And it's something that I struggle with. I, I feel like I'm doing an okay job at it, you know, um, where my wife doesn't hate me. My kids don't hate me and my business is still thriving. Um, you know, but it's, but it's for our family not to hate us. The, the goal probably. No, right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, I, I have a really, I do have a great relationship with my kids. You know, um, yeah. they're, they're daddy, daddy, daddy. I, I want daddy to, you know, my little boy doesn't even let my wife uh t- take him out of the car seat right he's like no daddy's gotta do it it's like all right mm-hmm. well, you know it's 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 adorable but at the same time it's like come on kid just let her do it <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know but um i i feel like i'm doing an okay job at the balance um mm-hmm. i i've but you know me being my worst critic i feel like i could be doing a better job I think we could all be doing a better job on that for sure. And I, I, you know, I think I, you know, I alluded at the beginning. I think it's a uh, balance is a word that just doesn't make sense, right? Cause I think, I think uh, there can be like a life balance, but on a day to day basis, good luck, right? I mean, cause there's going to be, there's going to be stages where we're like, no, like right now I need to grind. Like we've got this happening at work, that happening at work. Like I just need to grind. I need to be able to, to focus on this stuff. And, um, you know, it, I think it's important still for our kids to understand that, um, in order to put food on the table, in order to, you know, have the house that you live in, travel the places that you're doing, daddy has to do things. Mommy has to do, has to do things. Um, uh, so this is just one of those moments where I really have to buckle down and do this. And I think that shows good work ethic for us to, to show to our kids as well. So, and I'm not using saying that that's an excuse for us to just go and abuse that, that, that feeling or that thought. Right. But, um, that's a, uh, I want to challenge you a little bit because you mentioned like your wife sometimes is third or fourth. Um, you know, you, you mentioned at the beginning of this conversation where you and your wife, you know, discussed and had the plans in place and like, this is what we can do with our kids and this is how we can have our kids. Well, what's the plan in place for when the kids walk out of the house? Because when the kids walk out of the house, if everything's been focused now on just the kids and not on each other, that's where a lot of divorces happen. That's where a lot of separations happen. They just because people fall apart. Right. So, um, having that be, you know, number. So for me, I, I, I even tell my boys, I said, number one is, is God. Number two is my wife. Number three is my kids. Um, not always very good at doing that. Sometimes God moves down to number three. Sometimes the kids move up to number one. Sometimes the wife is not on the board. So, I mean, I, we're, we're all guilty of it. But, uh, you know, I, I, one of the things I'm passionate about is, is husbands and wives having a good relationship, uh, not only for the kids, because the kids eventually leave, but for the long haul, so that we can have a lot more marriages that like last into, you know, 50 years long, 60 years long, like that's, that would be amazing to have 60 year, like that to be the norm. But for some reason right now, it's not like, I mean, the, the world has, has told us that it's okay. So, yeah. And I think, I think that that goes in and I've, I've, I've explained this to my kids and my wife. Um, it goes in cycles. Like there are times where like for three weeks straight, I am super busy at work. I'm working late. I'm doing all these things. And then I can have another three weeks after that where I'm like, I'm working like three hours a day. Like I'm not really doing much. Like let's go do stuff. And, and I, I, I try to remind everybody that, Hey, I'm not doing much this week, but this is not the norm. Or, Hey, I'm working till two o'clock every night this week, but this is not the norm. Like there really is no normal. It, it really is cyclical, right? It's, it's up, it's down, it's up, it's down. Um, you know, and, and we do have a plan for when the kids leave uh, that we've yeah. actually, We've actually been talking about this, um, a lot. Um, so I'll tell you, I'll tell you what the plan is right now, which is, I think it's awesome. So, so we are, we are travel junkies. Um, you know, I travel, um, minimum, um, four months out of the year. Um, you know, wherever, 
Um, and uh, a lot of that is because uh, with my, like I told you, my wife's family's in Sweden. So we will go to Sweden. Um, and, and since COVID, COVID was actually the catalyst of the uh, minimum four months travel um, because uh, at the start of COVID, um, Florida was one of the worst. Like it was Seattle was real bad. New York was really bad. And then Florida was like terrible. Things were shutting down. People were just dropping like flies. When that Delta variant was going through, people were just like, you know, and, and it was not fun to be here because no one knew what, no one knew what COVID yeah. was. And, you know, New York City has just like, uh, you know, ice freezers full of corpses. Like it was, it was bad. You know, people forget how bad it was, you know, and the only country in the world that was open was Sweden. So, uh, they were only letting Swedes in because they were doing the herd immunity where they were just not closing things down. And it was the only country in the world. So my wife and I made a conscious decision. Like, listen, kids are out of school. Everything's remote. Florida sucks to be here right now. Like, let's just go to Sweden. And we went to Sweden, uh, 2020. We go through customs with our masks on at the airport. And as soon as we get through customs, the guy goes, yeah, you can take these masks off. We don't do that here. It's like, <laughs> I'm in an airport terminal with no mask on in 2020. Like, whoa. That's awesome. So we went through and, and, and so, so we bought a one way ticket to Sweden and it was amazing. Like stores were open, like nothing had shut down and the whole world was, you know, just closed. So, and when we stayed there for four months, we realized we could do this. Like we could, like nothing skipped a beat. We were remote. She was working. I was working, the kids were seeing their families, um, and we were also able to travel a little bit within Europe. So we were like, let's just, let's just do this every year. So this is going to be our fourth year in a row of just traveling for four months out of the year. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, while the, you know, during the summer, um, now that my the girls in kindergarten, we can only do it for three months, you know, cause we got to be back for the start of school. Um, but you know, that's, that's super exciting. So, uh, back to the plan for when the kids leave. The plan is just going to be to travel, just to be remote. Um, you know, obviously we'll have our home base in South Florida, but once those kids are in college, you know, don't let the door hit you because we're, you know, we're going to spend a, a month here and a month there and a month here. And I, I even hope to that at that point to have, um, you know, uh, some international places. Um, yep. which is something I'm passionate about. I, I do want some, some real estate in other countries. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the plan. Awesome. Yeah. I was going to ask you about the, the travel of four months, how you're going to work that with kids. And, um, you know, cause I've been, I've been pondering when my wife retires, she's got two years left before she can finally punch, punch her military ticket and, and retire. Um, and I can't wait for that, right? Cause I want the freedom to be able to travel whenever we want and go places. And right now she's, you know, she's got some, some handcuffs on her. Um, so, uh, it, it's opened my doors a little bit, leaving the military and being, and, you know, running business stuff. And, um, but, uh, I keep pondering, okay, how are we going to work this with the kids? Like, is it going to be homeschool? Do I, you know, hopefully I get to a point where, um, business is doing well enough that uh, I can just afford to, to drag a teacher with me everywhere I go, right? Like, get uh get a full-time nanny that's also an educator yeah. and uh, can take care of the kids in that way and but i don't know it's gonna be it's a tough it's a tough balance have, have you guys given thought on that or is it strictly going to be the summer yes. type of type of thing no we um and and i don't i don't want this uh i don't want this discussion to take a sour turn um mm -hmm. but as we watch the news 
uh, with public schools, like with what just happened in Tennessee and Uvalde and all these other things. Um, we consider homeschooling every day. Um, you know, because it's, it, it is, it is terrible what happens in some of these public schools. Um, and also if we wanted to travel full time, you know, that would, we would need to homeschool. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's something that we have considered. Um, I know that a lot of the guys in our mastermind do that. Uh, they do a lot of homeschooling. Um, I believe one guy even has like a, uh, what is it? A, a four hour work week adaptation of homeschooling. Um, uh, so, but I, it, it is something that we consider a lot. Uh, I don't think I'm there yet for that. Um, I do like the social aspects of public schools. Um, you know, I, I, I know my, my little girl's at kindergarten. She's got her own little clique already. Uh, she's got her friends. Um, my, my boy's in a, a great, great daycare, um, where he has his friends as well. Um, you know, so I, I don't want to take that away from them. Um, and I feel like it would be selfish to take that away just to travel. Um, but I, I, I enjoy giving them the experiences. So you have to, right. You have to like weigh the experience of, of being cultured and traveling, uh, with the social aspects of having friends and making friends and, you know, being social. Um, I, I love the fact that they get to see their family in, in Sweden, um, yeah. as much as they do. So there's that, you know, cause so they can have a, a great relationship with, with, with their family. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's the homeschooling is, is a real thought. So right now we're, we're traveling. Um, so we were traveling four months out of the year. Now it's cut down to about two and a half, three, um, mm-hmm. because of this, we can only do it in the summers and, you know, we can also do it, uh, over the, you know, a president's day weekend or yeah. spring break or Thanksgiving break or Christmas break. You know, we, we just, we, that's what we have to do. And, you know, it's a little bit more expensive because it's doing the peak times. Yeah. Um, but you know, we, we went to Morocco for president's weekend on a five day trip. Um, it was awesome. And it, it was, it, we were able to do it with only, uh, missing one day of school. So there's, there's, there's that of just adhering to this, st- you know, structured school schedule of, mm-hmm. of those times, uh, which, which is fine for now. Um, I, you know, a, as we move forward, we may move towards the homeschooling, but, uh, if we move towards the homeschooling, it would be more for safety reasons than yeah. travel. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I've, I've pondered the homeschooling, but I've realized even just doing homework, um, daddy doesn't really have the patience. So <laughs> I don't know how in the world I would be a, a homeschool, uh, dad. Um, uh, maybe when my wife retires, that's something that we could look at because that's something she's always wanted to do is be a be a teacher um, after she retired. So what better students to have than your your own kids, right? But um, I've even thought about like having uh, uh, almost a little school at the house, right? Like have a bunch of like talk to other, you know, entrepreneur dads and moms that uh, um, want the freedom to be able to do that type of stuff. I mean, like, okay, well, let's put our money together, hire three teachers, have them work from home, um, teach all of our kids that we have the flexibility and we can pay for the teachers to come with us on trips and, you know, Hey, we're going to go learn about world war two. Let's go to Europe. You know, like let's have a great European vacation and, and learn about world war two. Um, so, you know, that's actually something we considered as well. Cause there's a lot of kids in the neighborhood, uh, around the same age. So, yeah. you know, 
we were thinking that if we were ever to do that, we would just, you know, put resources together and, you know, hey, we'll do it at this house one time, we'll do it at this house one time, because, you know, if there are three, four kids around the same age, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, if you have uh, multiple families getting together, if you're going to pay for a private school or something along those lines, well, now we just put that money towards a teacher or two. And what do you know? Now you don't even have to be the homeschool parents. You have a teacher that's there teaching that's, you know, ready to do this stuff. So um, I don't know. It's fun. And I think so. I've been looking at like Acton Academies as well. And, and, and um, you know, I know there's multiple people in GoBundance that really love Acton Academies and all that type of stuff and the way that the, the Socratic method that they use and all that type of thing. And um, I've been thinking that that would be really cool to maybe even start one myself um, in the local area and, and, you know, let my kids go to something like that. And um, uh, from what I've been told, too, is, hey, I mean, when you're the one who starts it and you own the school, you have a little bit, you know, you might get a little bit more flexibility in your travel and all that. So, uh, wow. You know, it's, it's like, well, I mean, I own the school, you know, what the heck? But uh, but no, I really like the the concept of of getting kids together, and uh, that was one thing I struggled with. Like you were saying, as you know, the homeschooling thing and the travel thing, like they don't get that interaction as much, you know. And like my son likes golf, so he doesn't play on a team sport either, right? He wants to get back into hockey again too. But so where do I get that interaction? How do I build that in? You know, I don't want it to be, you know, uh, like you said, a selfish thing where it's just you know, we're only doing this to travel or we're only doing this because daddy and mommy want to do this. And you know, what, what's it doing to our kid? So it's a, a fun, fun back to that word balance and trying to figure all this out and uh, enjoy the ride. But, um, so, uh, anything else you want to add about, uh, business life, being a dad, anything that we haven't talked about that, uh, that you want to, you want to uh, throw in or any questions you have? Well, I think the the one thing that I, that I want to throw in is that, um, I've, been my own worst critic you know and i i'm i am hard on myself you know where i'm like man like i gotta i gotta do better at this i gotta you know i've realized it, that um you know you you don't realize it as a kid but parents are just out there trying to do their best you know i hope they're doing that they're trying to do their best but you know as long as the effort's there um, I feel like my kids forgive me. Like if they know that I'm really trying, you know, um, and if I, if I fall short, like my little girl, she forgives me. She's like, she's like, well, no, daddy, I know, I know you wanted to do this. I'm like, oh, cool. Like that's, yeah. it's cool that she, she acknowledges the, 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 the effort. Right. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like it, as long as, and I'll keep this on myself that, that as long as I, as long as I keep doing my best and I keep trying and I keep, you know, um, fighting for, you know, spending time with my kids and, and, and doing the best that I can. Um, I think I'll be fine. And, and, and I think that that goes for everybody as long as, you know, we're going to make mistakes. It's not a matter of, 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 of if it's a matter of when, right. Um, you just hope that those mistakes aren't permanent. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know? no kidding. So, so there's no scars. There's no, you know, nothing traumatic. You know, like I've, you know, my little girl likes to, you know, flip, grab her by the arms and flip, and I've almost dropped her a couple times. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's just part of being a dad. Um, yeah. So as long as I don't drop her too hard, 
uh, on her head, like on her head, right? Like I, like I tell people, like, I don't mind if my son breaks his arm and, and soon to be daughter. You know, I don't mind if they break their arm or if they break their leg. They're going to be out doing crazy things. Just be careful with the head. So the same thing when you were talking about with football. I think the same thing with hockey you know, that that my son wants to do. It's like, man, you only have one brain. Like you can't. That one can't be fixed. Like when you started damaging that, that's a problem, right? But um, you know the uh, uh, the throwing the kids in the air and stuff like that. You know, one of the guys I really like to listen to is Jordan Peterson. And he talks about the rough and tumble play that kids get from their dad. Um, you know, in, in most cases, if they're going to have rough and tumble play, it's from their dad. Um, yeah. you know, throwing them up in the air, launching them across to the couch, whatever it is, you know, fighting and wrestling and all that type of stuff typically comes from dad, not mom. Um, uh, but how important that is for a child to get those feelings of, of fear and understanding where the edges are and, and, and learning their environment. Like we get to provide a, like, I get to enjoy the heck out of it personally. I get that. I love throwing my kid around and like we, you know, we, we've got some tall ceilings in the living room. So my son really wants to throw him up high, you know, and, uh, my eight year old is way too big to be doing nonsense like that now, but my four year old, I can still launch him up in the air and he loves it. You can see the fear in his face as he's flying through the sky. Uh, but you know, they, they love it. And I think that's really good. It's still good for development. So again, just as long as I don't drop on their head, you know, I don't, I don't mind, but. Um, but no, I think the, the advice that the thought is, is awesome. You know, one thing that I, I tell my son, um, the oldest one, I mean, the four year old doesn't quite get it yet, but, um, it's like, dude, you're, you're learning how to be an eight year old. I'm learning how to be a dad of an eight year old. I've never done this before. Um, so, you know, even now that, you know, I've got a four year old, I've been a dad of a four year old before, but never when there was an eight year old around. So every day, every experience is a new experience and trying to figure out how to balance this. So. Daddy's going to make mistakes, just like you're going to make mistakes. We just own up to them and learn from them and move on. Um, and he's like, I know that. That makes sense. You know, and then like, if I screw up, he's like, Daddy, you've never done that before. I'm like, you're darn right, buddy. Like, let's, let's learn how to do it together. So I, I think I, I completely agree and empathize with the, the thought process of like, Hey, it's show the effort, know that you're working hard to do it. The kids are going to see it too. You know, celebrate their effort, not their success, but celebrate their efforts. Um, and then, you know, also celebrate their failures. So it's good stuff. Yeah, no, I couldn't, couldn't agree more. So awesome. All right. Well, uh, that about wraps it up, I believe. Thank you so much, John, for coming on. I greatly appreciate it. It was a pleasure uh, chatting with you some more, uh, learn a little bit more about your history that I did not know. Um, but, uh, if people want to get a hold of you, what's the, uh, what's the best way to reach out to you? What, tell us a little bit about anything that you want, uh, anybody in the audience to know about. So I guess the best way, uh, I'm on social media. So, uh, I, I, I document, uh, my real estate and my travels. Um, so there's the, uh, Instagram probably be the easiest way. Uh, J O N the traveling investor. So John, the traveling investor is probably the, the easiest, uh, way to get a hold of me or the, the, you know, or, or to get an idea of, of what's going on or where in the world I'm at. Uh, yeah. so yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, we'll have that uh, in the show notes whenever we create things called show notes. Because again, I mean, like I've told you before, we even started recording. Still kind of new. Yeah. haven't created show notes yet, but we'll have stuff in show notes before this gets posted. So, uh, But thank you again, John, for coming on. Looking forward to chatting with you further. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you later, brother. Awesome. Thanks, Adam. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the Biz Dad Podcast. We hope you found some value in your time here with us, and we look forward to bringing you the next episode. If you've enjoyed today's show, please subscribe and share so you and your friends won't miss our upcoming episodes. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Rumble, where we continue these discussions and share more valuable content. 
Be the dad you know you need to be and run your business in a way you're proud to share with your kids. Keep crushing it.